On the 159th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we dive into the second part of our rankings as we discuss our top 40 running backs going into the 2020 season. The closer we get, the higher our expectation gets that we'll have an NFL season this year. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and we are officially exactly one month away from the football season starting. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh, wow, work. they changed the app. I don't know what my soundboard app is. All right, well, it works. Uh, away, it worked with my voice, I feel it like. It did. But, yeah, one month away. Unfortunately, no preseason, so the preseason hype train that I love so much is going to be a little bit less. I but, feel like I feel like this is the perfect time to like play the clip of the uh, replacements where he's like, they got they're cutting my nuts off, Shane. Like I feel like this is you, John. Like they're just cutting your nuts off right now. Like this is your season. How do you feel about this? Uh, pretty disappointed. It's one of my favorite things. Just getting irrationally excited about like a backup running back or some slot receiver that's in the best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. Like we've, all, we, I've seen. Um, you sent Jarek McKinnon best shape of his life. Yeah, Jay, uh, uh, Kyle Q, Kyle Ushek was like the best shape of his life. It looks fantastic. The guy hasn't played football in two seasons because he's been hurt. Like, come on, what kind of hype are we doing here? Yeah, they're and finally th- gonna like use him for the money they paid for him. I totally forgot he had that huge contract. Yeah, and then, uh, like they play, they pay fullback the type of money that they would pay a pass rusher. What is going on here? And then, um, what's it? Uh, Dalvin Cook, I saw on Reddit. He, he's in the best shape of his life, too. Oh, of course. They all are. Good for them. We're happy for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to have just any type of breadcrumbs that for sure the media or the team's media want to put out or the agents or whatever. Has anybody started on um, Hard Knocks? No, I didn't watch it yet. Me neither. I've been balls deep into uh, hockey and basketball playoffs. All right. I, I'm finally doing um, the last dance. So I've been, and obviously live sports with basketball. Yeah. Sorry. Mostly, mostly basketball, some baseball, some Korean baseball. Won a lot of money on Korean baseball, so that's nice. There you go. Um, Kiwum Heroes. They, they made you All sweat right. it out, though. They definitely made you sweat oh, it out. Oh, I know. 10th inning. 10th <laughs> inning. I just picked the Korean team with the best odds to uh, to do the parlay and up the booster. Um, so it worked out. But, it, yeah, I was, it, was, it was so funny, like, pretty much pulling up to work in the morning and, like, being on my phone as I was walking in and seeing that they – won in the 10th while it's 9 a.m. And I'm all happy. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, oh, sorry, I had a bet on Korean baseball. <laughs> you degenerate. Yeah, I was gonna say, the only thing they can think about you is like, what kind of degenerate is betting mm-hmm. on Korean baseball? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, why are you so happy at 9 a.m. off of sports? That's the um, So, speaking of breadcrumbs, we said we'd go back to our feelings on the viability of the 2020 football season. So you are we you want to do percentages all over again? We were at what 
60, 60, 70. John was at 50 to start, then went up. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm staying Pat at 60 for right now. Okay. I think the uh, the baseball mishaps will either make the players like realize like they can't do anything, or the owners just, I guess the owners and the uh, the player association agree to something that will make it as close to foolproof as possible. Hopefully. Sure. Um. Raising mine from sixty to eighty-five percent. Ooh, yeah, I love it. So I really like the under one percent of everybody tested, tested negative, yeah. coaches, players, personnel. That extremely encouraging. Um, it's encouraging that I know he was just some backup guy, but look, practice squad guys and backup guys mean a lot with. Um, the because they're not going to be able to do baseball where they cancel a game and move it. They're just going to have to play with what they play with. So it's encouraging that the Seahawks drop somebody because they broke the rules. So they're taking. So teams Wait, are taking it. Seriously. That was that was such a funny story. It was. Yeah, it snuck them in. Snuck her in in a Seahawks jersey. Uh, How big was? Like, why why wear your jersey to the hotel lobby? Like players don't do that. So like that's a dumb plan. <laughs> Well, it's like you what you would see in like a cartoon or like a TV show where like every athlete always wears their own jersey or like yeah. you know like something stupid or like that. Or just like the two kids in a two kids in a trench coat trying to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but between uh, yeah between that the less than one percent of the entire league and personnel and coaches testing positive and just like Jerry Jones and some of the owners are saying we're going to have fans. I think they're going to steamroll it. And no matter what happens, there might be a team with a lot with a big outbreak. They're just gonna say, "Well, fuck you. You're gonna play with your backups, and we don't care because this is the NFL." Oh, yep. And everything I've heard in the last two weeks was, "We don't care. This is the NFL," and that's why I'm upping my percentage. Whether it's right or wrong, for them to think that way, I think there's a very high percent chance there's football. I'm with you. I'm going. I'm saying around 75 percent, which is good. It's up a little bit from before, but I I like it. I mean, as of right now, the news has been minimal on anything bad, which is great. And they're testing every day up until September 5th, every player. So I I like what they're doing. I mean, whether it ends up working out or not uh, in the long run, who knows? But as of right now, I'm at 75, and I I think. I think we're gonna have some football this year. It's gonna be nice. One thing, one thing I don't get about baseball. This goes back to your practice squad point. Is baseball? There's a huge thing. Like we're expanding the the taxi squad or whatever the the extra players you can have is sixty, and they're at this alternate site. Like they they don't have any contact with the major league team, so that when an outbreak happens, you can just swap them out. So then, why aren't why haven't the Cardinals played in a week and a half? Why did the Marlins not play for a while? Like, why couldn't they just bring up those other guys? I think because like, it's so easy to stack double headers in baseball and play at any night. And I think they're okay with some teams playing less games. Than I think when you end this, when the baseball season ends, not every team's going to play sixty games. I think some I mean, are going to be fifty-seven, some are going to be fifty-six. And I think they're okay with that, but it doesn't work in football because there's not enough games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no way the Cardinals can play 60 games at yeah. this point. 
Yeah, and and you look, you could stack double headers for them. You and they're doing double header seven innings. You can't yeah. do that with football. You can't say you're going to play next week right after your other game and only going to play three quarters. Like it just doesn't work. No. Um, you have to have a full game. And look, they're going to with college football not happening. You know they're going to do TV deals for Friday nights, Saturdays. So football's going to yeah. be on almost every day this week, every day in the week, because. They're going to try to make more money by expanding to different days without college football. The TVs, the TV, the networks are going to want it. The NFL is going to want it. So we're going to be watching Saturday morning football, and it's going to be wild this year. That'd be nuts. Oh, 100%, that'd be yeah. nuts. But uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm just, I just want football. I don't care when it is. I don't care if it's Tuesday afternoon. I want football. Yeah, right. I'll wake up at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and watch it. On my work laptop while I'm doing work or something like Exactly. I do not care. Like, whatever. I just want it. So. Yeah. All right. So we're uh, so we're done with that. So, John, you want to go into uh, what, what we're, we're doing, doing this week? Yeah. yeah. So the main topics of this with week. Part two of our uh, preseason uh, series to get ready for the season is we're ranking the top 40 running backs. Um, for me, this was a little bit difficult just because there are so many split backfields and so many uh, teams, not so many, like a handful of teams that had good young running backs that like, all right, this is their third or fourth year. Um, Like they progress each year. Like this is going to not be, maybe not their breakout, but they should be, you know, solid solid, in the solid like RB2 range. And then those teams drafted uh, rookie running backs that had a lot of hype coming out of college. So there's there's a couple where I just kind of cheated, where I just grouped them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot of workhorse situations anymore in the NFL. No, so definitely not. It's exceedingly rare to find them. So when you do, you kind of it just makes having a top five pick that much more important this year. Yeah, and, uh, and what I noticed, that, and you yeah. noticed from your mock drafts that you've done and the one that I did, is that the running backs fade quickly. Mm-hmm. And wide receivers, I'm in like round seven or eight. I'm like, oh shit, I'm still getting, like like you said, like Devontae Parker or... Or Julian Edelman or, is last yeah, until I'm seven like, or eight, this usually. Is crazy, but like those uh, running backs Parker go quick. Yeah. If Parker's lasting... I, I am seeing Parker pass the fifth, which is nuts to me because I think they're... Because they're either going to have the same quarterback play or an upgrade. So they're either going to have Fitzpatrick or Tua, which is an upgrade. So, like, I don't see how Parker's being so devalued in uh, mocks that we've been doing lately. But that's besides the point. I, you, I think you want two running backs before the sixth round in this, in this year. Unless you're drafting in the top four and you get your solid or top five, you get your solid guy or something like that, and then you want to wait. But if you don't get one of these top ten or so running backs and you wait, you're getting a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. Like real really hope like that you hit on both those long shot running backs because it's it's bad. It, it was real bad. Like it ended up to the point where I I, told you, I don't know you saw I drafted Kyler Murray as my quarterback, and then Russell Wilson was available, and there was no running backs, and I already had a bunch of wide receivers. And I'm like, fuck it, I just drafted Russell Wilson. 
Like it's a terrible strategy, but like <laughs> the, running, the running back was so bad, I just couldn't so, do it. I couldn't pass. So up could Wilson. this be the year of the handca- handcuff? Not only is it the COVID year, so who knows who's gonna have to sit out, but also. There's so many backfields with two great running backs or two an unproven running back and a veteran running back mm. that like if you go with a couple committees like John did where he stacked them together in his rankings, then you might get that might be a smart move going with some committees because you're just hoping that one of them proves himself. Yeah, you have a much better instead of 50 50 chance. If that team's decent, you have a 100 percent chance of getting backfield points it might suck in the first couple weeks when. You know they're still trying to figure it out, and you don't know who to play. But mm-hmm. the COVID but thing work might change out. too. Again, like you said, like Brian said, like you know, say one of them goes down, now you have the other, you know, that handcuff yeah. that's good. You know, like let's say Cook, Dalvin Cook goes down, you know, and then you have the backup with Madison, whatever his name is. Madison, yeah. Like that, he's a great, he's probably one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, you definitely want to value handcuffs. I think my number, I'll, we'll get to it. I'm not going to say my number one backup, but he's the only true, because there's committees that I put ahead, but I only picked one backup. Well, I picked two backups in the top 40, <laughs> but there's one that I think is the true best backup. Um, well, why don't we just get through it? Let's, let's start. Well, let's do it. Yeah, let's start. Let's start at the top. All right. One through five, I got um, everyone's number one. Christian McCaffrey, number two, Saquon. Uh, improved uh, offensive line should be better instead of just the uh, the random long touchdown that he gets. Number three, Zeke. Number four, Davlin Cook. And number five, Derrick Henry. All right. Well, we, uh, we agree on the first three. I have McCaffrey, Barkley, improved offensive line. And then, you know, is it really a big deal that uh, – What's his name went out? He's going to be the right tackle this year. Switch from left to right. Now that they have Andrew Thomas. You know, I even forget his name already. That's how Sol- much I'm putting him in the rear view. Um, <laughs> Nate Soldier. Yeah, Nate Soldier. Is it that big of a deal? He was pretty terrible last year. Um, he was, he was one of the worst left tackles in the league. Uh, so I guess it's not too big of a deal. But it has to be improved regardless because they drafted three linemen. So Barkley, Elliott, number three. I'm giving Kamara another shot at number four only because I think he could be a league winner. Like, look, if he bounces back from last year and has a year of two years ago, then he's a league winner. Then he's the best player in the league. And then number five might surprise everybody because I've never been big on him. But I just think this is a good offense. I think you're coming in with the number one pick in the draft, and we're going to show some improvement. Joe Mixon. Wow. wow, top okay. five, Joey Mixon. I thought I was higher yeah. on him where I had him, but uh, now I, you know, I, I, like I only year. thought that what was holding him back last year was his, was his offense. He looked as much as I don't like him because he knocked a woman out, even though the woman hit him first. I, we're not going to argue this. And <laughs> 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 like whatever, he's in the league. He's playing. We're not we're not ranking based off feeling. Um, he looked phenomenal last year and he had a very bad line and a very bad team and a washed up quarterback and uh, things are looking a little up with Joe Burrow. I feel like, and also AJ green is finally healthy. So So if his offense is good, he's a top five talent. I'm a, I'm a fan of that offense this year. Um, all right. So my top five are McCaffrey one Barkley two, like everybody else. I'm actually bumping up Kamara to three. I actually think he's going to kill Over it this there. year. I think his, his 
his down season last year was a uh, due to injury and just some fucked up bullshit. And oh, Dalvin Cook four and him. Ezekiel Elliott five. Those are my top five. Um, I actually almost put in. I almost dropped Elliott out of the five. It was very tough, but uh, I kept him in there. This uh, you know, giving him a shot to stay that top five but uh i agree with you i put him at three which um might sound like i don't agree with you but the thing is pollard looked like a better running back than him last year and but they spent so much money on him that they can't well they that's can't the problem feature pollard and that's the thing is like that's what makes him say in my five is that so much money is spent on him instead of dak prescott and they're gonna have they're gonna have to utilize them as much as possible. And what are, what are you pouring? It sounds like you're taking a piss. Uh, this, <laughs> that was the least sneaky water pour ever or beer pour ever. Look, so I'm, I was pouring wine out of a Boda box. It wasn't a pig. Just so everybody knows. It was not a pig. Drinking some boxed wine? What do you got? What kind of fluid? First off, Boda box is... Boda box is like high quality. What kind of, yeah, no, no, what, what, what kind of wine? It's Pinot Noir. Oh, a little red, huh? Hmm. Like, Boda Box is like... I'm always a red guy. Dry red. I need dry red. Pinot like... Noir, Cab. Damn, I'm, I, I like whites. I'm Give me like a Pinot Grigio or like a Sauvignon oh, Blanc. Pinot, Pinot Grigio I could drink. Yeah, those... Sorry, John. What were you saying yeah. about Boda Box? Well, I would say I, I agree. Uh, Warren's tur- turned me into a, a red guy. I used to be a white guy. Um, but the, um, the Boda Box is like going to Target... Instead of Walmart of uh, of box wines. Oh, so it's like oh. the Boda boxes is Target and Franzia is uh, is Walmart. No, there's an in between. All right, all right. Boda box is on a different level than that. Maybe the black box is Target. <laughs> and Boda box is a little higher class than that. I I, I don't know. It's like it's like home it's like goods. Trader Joe's or home. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm a red guy. Dry reds only. Uh, I will do a white in the summer with a lot of ice. I will say and only Pinot Grigio. I was just out in Long Island and I went to a winery, and they had white Merlot. And it interesting, yes, yes and it was delicious, absolutely delicious. Ah, weirdest thing ever having Merlot. This like and this this being like a white wine. It was weird, but it was delicious. It was weird. Very strange. Sorry. Let's let's let's, right, so let's move on. Back to Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, are we a little concerned about Zeke? He didn't look great last year. Um, he finished in the top 10 because he's just, you know, the volume is there. Yeah. The offensive line is there. The team has such a good offense. And that's kind of the reason why you can't leave him out of the top five no matter what because the offense is so good. But Tony Pollard looked better than him. Um, it was limited snaps, so maybe that's not fair. But on his limited snaps, he did. Well, if COVID hits Elliot, you know Pollard's a huge handcuff. Elliot's already had it. He's got those anti antibodies. Yeah, yeah. Antibodies that's don't actually, last too long, my friend. It, they don't last no, too long. No, no, no. That's a good argument. <laughs> is that like is that like a thing that we should like look out for? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Elliot is actually like dude, that's a safe pick. He has the antibodies in more than in more than one way. Um, like he's just gonna, like. McCaffrey-Saquon will get you, like, that 30-point game. It's Zeke not may not get that, but... But he's not going to get COVID. <laughs> he's not going to get COVID, yeah. Um, uh, what was my other thing? Oh, my other thing, question about Zeke just putting him up at, up at three is, are there too many receivers on that team 
a new offense and like not Jason Garrett conservative shit, like where they'll air it out a bit more. But you know how we feel about getting running backs to the goal line. That's true. That's true. All right. If Fair. your offense gets your running back to the goal line, that I mean, honestly, the only time this isn't counting is McCaffrey because he just caught it so much and broke so much last year and just looked absolutely phenomenal. But you want your offense to get that ball to the goal line. Um, cause you know, receivers get like to get tackled at the five, the four, the three, the two and the one. Yep. Very true. For all the catches that Michael Thomas made last year, he had nine touchdowns. Like it's not a lot. Should be, should have been way more. They also don't like running it. And maybe new coach, new game plan, but they haven't liked running it with Dak, which they should cause he's very sufficient at running it within the five, but they haven't done it. No, we'll see. But I still think uh, he's he's definitely around that, that, that three to six range. There's, there's no way at it. no way around it. He's just the safe pick. That's yeah. why you keep him in the oh, top very five, because he's safe. Very safe. All right, John. All right. So, uh, six to ten? Yeah. Uh, six, Kamara. Seven, Nick Chubb. Eight, Austin Eckler. And if it was full PPR, he, he would probably be... Seven, but I think we're going half PPR. That's yeah, we usually do default uh, half default rankings. rankings. Um, number nine, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I just feel like sometimes, like even for me, his hype train might be getting a little bit of out of control. Like everyone's if, saying, if he's the starter, though, I know, I know. But like that's what I say. he's still like he's going to be the starter, so he still should yeah. be in the top ten. We but, don't know because of the preseason stuff, though. Like, we're yeah. not really sure. What if the Chiefs come out? You remember everybody was drafting Damian Williams in the top two rounds? Yeah, John. And yeah. he looked good, and then he wasn't good. <laughs> John was all... I think that's why John's not hyped about Clyde Edwards is because he was so hyped about Damian Williams in the Chiefs last year. And yeah. that just that, 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 that shit. might be a small... That <laughs> this may, might be different, That might though. be a small... If this is a guy... Look, a rookie that can catch and block, that's... Exactly what you want in there. So this might be different. We'll see. I I have him very high too. All right, who you got rest rounding out that time? Uh, Ten, Kenyon Drake. There you go. The only thing Kenyon Drake is, I mean, he was awesome last year, but if Kyler Murray starts running, that's goal line points away from him. Yeah, what top three fantasy player since he got traded? Yeah. Um. So I have six, Dalvin Cook, seven, Derrick Henry. Eight, Kenyon Drake. Nine, Nick Chubb. Ten, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, which is going to disappoint people that I left Eckler just out of the top ten. That is Only because I, mean, I, I do not trust the offense. Um, if Tyrod Taylor plays long enough, we all know who Tyrod Taylor is. He's a guy that could win games, that could get 18 fantasy points, but doesn't do well for other fantasy players. He mm-hmm. never has. He never will. He's a winner. He's a good fantasy player, but he doesn't support other fantasy players very well. So I'm a little worried about Eckler for that. Um, I was really tempted to put Drake above Henry, but Henry's more proven. Chubb I'm a little worried about because once Hunt came back, I believe Chubb was the 20, was the 19th running back, and Hunt was the 24th. Yeah, they uh, they split pretty pretty even. Yeah, 
So 19 and 24 worries me to put Chubb in the top 10, but he was so good the first half, first three quarters of the season. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to what? signal to my wife to get me a beer out of the wow. fridge without actually saying anything, and I'm just, it just made me laugh as a joke. No, my it's wife. the bottle, the bottle with the thing. Well, <laughs> now you're saying a lot. No, I know, I yeah. know. Well, it all, yeah, it all felt, really, it all really fell apart. Saying something at the beginning could have solved all of this. No, you really muffed that if, one up because now it's like a whole like minute thing. Well, I know, but if she, if she understood the bottle and the twist off of the cap and the drink, she would have got it. But then she grabs a can, and I'm like, that's not a twist off. Like, I'm doing the motion of the twist off. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Doesn't. Doesn't work. Anyway. You know, you should just be happy she's getting your beer. I appreciate it. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> um, he only said, Allison, he, when you listen to this, he only said that after we said something. Shut up, John. I'm going to, I'm gonna, first off, I'm just going to, I'm going to edit all this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let me roll through my top 10 before, because we still got a lot to go. Um, all right. Got number six, Derek Henry. Number seven, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, because I'm running that hype train. Number eight, Austin Eckler. How dare you leave our boy out of the top ten? I don't care who's the quarterback. <laughs> I don't care if it's Josh Rosen. He's our fucking boy. Oh, uh, you do care. Number it's nine, Joe Mixon. I actually thought I was going to be the highest, but I appreciate it. I do like that offense this year. I feel like he is going to be um, a very, very good running back who might surprise you into the top five. And then ten, I got Nick Chubb. Well, it's not going to surprise me into the top well, five. Not surprising you, but he's going to surprise five. a lot of people because not I don't think anyone else that I've seen has him in top five. So is there a name that we're leaving out that stands out? Because I could say one that was a top five guy last year, and that's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, absolutely. Yeah. I just It was the touchdowns, though. The touchdowns, you cannot, yeah. you cannot account for touchdowns every year. So mm-hmm. what did he have, like? Seven, how many touchdowns did he have? It was ridiculous. It was a crazy yeah, like, he had a lot like of eighteen or so, like yeah. like crazy amount. Like, and I'm then AJ Dillon getting drafted. I'm not. I I just cannot trust touchdowns. If he had like sixteen hundred rushing yards and maybe like yeah. ten touchdowns, I'd be like, well, yep, that's that's the kind of running back I can trust. But not not yeah. all those touchdowns. And AJ Dillon got drafted, and Jamal Williams got one point. We all know Aaron Jones is the best running back there. We all know Aaron Jones is an amazing running back. We know and that. And if they put him on another team, he would be a top five guy. But the Packers like to spread it around. And last year, they didn't have Jamal Williams for a while. And they didn't have a top second round pick as a running back. So it's going to be different for him, I think. Yeah, and I don't even... Uh, not really a fun to that uh, Packers offense, to be honest. I'm not like... I don't think they're... Uh, the Packers offense is maybe like four years ago. Like, they're... I don't know. Their wide receivers are just like, besides Adams, they like, still, meh. Still have a good line, though. You know? They still have Bakhtiari, and, you know, he's one of the best linemen in the league right now, so. Yeah, I just, I don't old, know. He's old, though, but I don't know. Well let's, well, let's now find out how much Aaron Jones has dropped. John, what's your 11 okay. through 15? All right, uh, my 11 is Joe Mixon, 12, Aaron Jones. So it doesn't fall that far out of the top 10 mm-hmm. for me. Uh, 13, Josh Jacobs, 14, Chris Carson, and 15, Miles Sanders. All right. Um, interesting. What? No, That's I just, I'm surprised you actually left out, uh, someone else on that, uh, on that, that, that 15, but, uh, yeah. All right. well, I, I want to probably right there. Uh, Brian, what do you got for 11 15? 
All right, I have eleven. Austin Eckler, just outside the top ten. I feel bad. I feel. I know. I know. Okay, so here's my boy to start. <laughs> uh, yeah, two but years we co opted him and became bigger fans of him than you ever could, obviously. Whatever. <laughs> 12, <laughs> 12, Josh Jacobs. 13, Aaron Jones. 14, Todd Gurley on the Falcons. I think he's prime set up for this, so if he stays healthy. And then 15, Miles Sanders. All right, I'll do my 11 and 15, then we'll have a little bit of discussion because uh, I have some things to say with that too as well. Um, all right, so 11, Kenyon Drake. I felt I, I thought about putting him in the top 10, but I just couldn't put him above Nick Chubb. Uh, 12, Miles Sanders. 13, Aaron Jones. 14, I put Le'Veon Bell. And 15, oh. Josh Jacobs. And that's the one, John. I'm surprised you kept Le'Veon Bell out of the top 15. Surprised. John's uh, not a big homer anymore. He's been beaten down. Well, first, anymore. Compared <laughs> to some of our friends, I feel like I was always at least semi-reasonable. For a Jets fan, I guess. Yeah. That's true. For a, for a Jets fan, got to got to got to got to say it with that. With the, quali- you, the, qualifier. the qualifier. You have to use the qualifier. Unreasonable. That's with how you think of people. That's all we got. Um, but anyway, uh, the the Todd Gurley one. So you know, quickly before I'll just say I have him sixteenth, but I was unsure of how to rank him because. He is such an amazing talent when he was healthy. I don't know if the Rams, well, one, the offense was terrible last year compared to mm. the year prior. They were really worried about his, you know, injuries. And I don't know what they were doing with him. So, like, it's a very good possibility that Gurley could jump up into the top 10 if the Falcons use him correctly in an offense that is ridiculous. Or the top five. Or even the top five. You're right. Like He could be a league winner. So like that is why I was I, I may have I have him sixteen, but it is very good possibility that let's say he was on the board next to Miles Sanders and I might take Todd Gurley over Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really until you get that option where your rankings kind of where you're like, Well, who should be the anchor of my team? And then you're like, Well, I kinda trust this guy more. Um, but then we were also saying that for the last three years about Devonta Freeman on the Falcons, and he didn't produce for the last three years. But that's mostly because of injury. Right? Well, yeah, so. two years ago was the big injury, right? And then last year was like on and off. Now he's a free agent. But, I mean, I just – who else is behind Gurley, right? I mean – Yeah, Edo Smith. Smith, right? Like, and he wasn't good at so, all when so. he was able to start. I mean, Gurley could really have a clear shot if that offense clicks and they use yeah. him properly. So that's why it was and they're tough. all and they're all veterans. So like, it's kind of a good situation where they're all going to play a lot. Like they're all in the how many years do we have left? Even though doesn't it seem like Todd Gurley just came into the league and he's now one of those people on his last couple of years, like the life of I know, a running it's back. So crazy, it's so crazy. Yeah. I feel like I just drafted him in your league, and what that was my second championship in your league. I drafted Todd Gurley as a rookie, and he went nuts. And and here's the other thing um, that I want to mention about Todd Gurley is the uh, the Falcons no longer have Austin Hooper, so they don't have that. They have Hayden Hurst now, but who knows what he's going to produce? Um, Matt Ryan's not running the ball in at the goal line, and you know Julio Jones doesn't get catch goal line, you know red zone anything. 
So it's pretty much Todd Gurley, <laughs> right? Like Todd yeah, Gurley is the year of Julio Jones getting a, a touchdown finally. I mean, he'll get at least three. So we all had Miles Sanders in our top fifteen. How comfortable are we with him? Uh, I mean, if it came down to it, I probably would pick Todd Gurley over Sanders for mm-hmm. like as a second running back. Just I, I don't know. I just, I think that offense is better. Um, like I trust, like, do we trust Carson Wentz not to get hurt again and kind yeah. of like derail that offense? Like, do we who, trust them not to have a running back by committee? Yeah. Well, I mean, but who's going to be the second running Boston back? Is it going to be Boston Scott? Is that their second? Maybe running back? I don't he, know. He, he was like a fan. He turned into uh, yeah, like a fan I favorite. Oh, I know. Last year. But... So this is wrong. This is all I'm saying is like Miles Sanders is my fifteenth. Um, I have Gurley ahead of him, but then like. When you come up to draft and guys like James Conner and Leonard Fournette and Bell and David Johnson and Ingram and Chris Carson and all those people come up, are you going to choose the solid name over the sophomore that you think can blow up? Like this, That's the hard decision that you're making there. I think it depends on the veteran. Like, If it's girly, I'm going to have an issue. Like, I'm, I, I know I, I'm still looking. I, I keep looking at my... my my rankings, and I'm like, fuck, I'll probably just pick Gurley over Sanders, even though I ranked them higher. Um, but if it's like Leonard Fournette, now nah, I'm probably taking Miles Sanders because I take I take that Sanders offense over in, the, in Jacksonville is not going to be great. And no. Miles Sanders, I think, has you know, I don't think he has. He has a lot more miles on him, to, you know, a lot more miles, you know, for use than, him, uh, yeah. than Fournette does. So like. I'm yeah. I, I would definitely trust the, the sophomore over someone like a Fournette or a I don't know Melvin Gordon. Well, that's that, that's the difference though. Fournette. I mean, Fournette was good for a year. Like he was a solid volume running, like a very solid volume running back. Gurley was the best running back in the league. So and that was only two years ago. So with Fournette versus Gurley, I think it's not even like close to no, no, no. But like like Sanders, not even close I'm talking like about Sanders same, versus like, Sanders versus like Fournette process. No, I definitely like uh, Gurley over all those guys. But like, I'm just talking about names that did something last year that you're like, I mean, Sanders finished the year really well, so that's why everyone's jumping him up, right? Yeah. Kind of the same reason with Drake. He didn't do it on the level Drake did, but on a level for sure. Yeah, but all right. Well, let's keep moving forward. Let's see what we got here. John, do, what, start with your sixteen. Uh, sixteen, James Conner. Uh, I, I should. I, I'm th- now. I'm thinking about it. Well, not what I was thinking about it. I wanted to put him higher, but I thought just with the uncertainty of the Steelers' offense, like being able to stay healthy and good, like they usually always have a good running game. So, uh, I think he's a solid. He, he would be a solid guy to put in that RB2 where I think he could be, you know, very consistent for you. He's uh, a so, top RB2 target for me, if I'm yeah. being honest. Like, James Conner is, if I have, like, a low-down RB1 and I've picked a couple receivers, this guy, like, he's the one I want to lead the RB2 way. I probably ranked him lower mainly because I – Drafted him very high last year in a bunch of leagues, so yeah. Me, so you know, a little gun shy this year. Uh, uh, 
you gotta keep you, you gotta try to put bias past biases aside as much as possible. Uh, unless it's Melvin Gordon. Unless it's Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Seventeen. Uh, oh Devin wait a Singleton. minute! Wait a minute! Wait! What? Don't don't stop! Don't stop! Did it? Uh, Jeremy Hill, I believe, was signed by a team. Yes. Who? How did we miss that? Wait, wait, wait! wait. Give me two seconds. I'm gonna find. Uh, sorry, John. I didn't mean to cut you off. But you're talking about like past okay. biases. Um, Jeremy. He's now kind of our favorite player because he's like a folklore. Jeremy Hill. Hold on. He got signed by. What did he get Jeremy by? Hill. What team is he on? God damn it! I don't know. Fuck. Up, up your Google skills. Yeah, my hmm. Google skills. Up your right. Google skills. No, it's not a Patriots, is it? No. Oh, no. Oh, no! What? It was the Raiders, but they released him two days after signing him. I didn't even uh, notice it. It uh, was such crappy news. A... Boo. Good oh, run for man. him. Good run for so him. I got so excited. He lasted as long as his yards for carry. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> nice. Uh... All right. Yeah, take uh, that, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah asshole. Uh, 17, Devin Singletary. 18, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he would be higher, but I just I don't trust Gates at all to to properly use him in the passing game. Uh, 19, Todd Gurley. And 20, Leonard Fournette. And that's basically as a... He's not going to average... Over three and a half yards per carry, he's gonna get twenty, like you know, twenty touches and a touchdown maybe, and he's just gonna plot along and he'll get you <laughs> ten points. Maybe he was good last year though. He was all right last year, early on in this year. Yeah, but that offense is so much worse. The like, offense, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's not so much worse, but it's not great. I don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't trust uh, Minshew. No, not at all. But it's pretty much the same offense. He was pretty good last year. You're the one guy you have that stands out to me is Singletary. It's much higher than what I have him. Yeah, a little bit. Not that he didn't look good, but that I feel like Zach Moss and um, Allen are going to steal his touchdowns. So I I don't really trust him because I think he's going to get. I don't think he has any shot of getting more than ten touchdowns. Yeah, that I think think that's even high to be honest. I know, but But that's what I'm saying. When you don't have last year, like, and they're they're a running team. Like they're gonna. That and close to that defense, they're just going to suffocate teams. I think. I mean, they have an amazing defense, maybe the best in the league. Um, but when you don't have a chance for double-digit touchdowns, I I can't put you in my top twenty. Uh, but not that I dislike them. There's there's definitely a chance. Uh, all right, I have James Conner, sixteen, same as John. Um, just like we said, very solid RB two. Because that line has always been a great line for running backs. Then Leonard Fournette, 17. Don't like him. Not my favorite player. Think they're going to trade him eventually. I don't think the team likes him, but he's going to be a top 20 running back. That's just the facts of it. Yeah. 18, Le'Veon Bell. 19, David Johnson. A guy who could jump because Lamar Miller was always in the top 20 for some reason and that guy's not good at football <laughs> and then 20 mark ingram just a solid running back yeah, i think i i think i uh i think i put ingram a little bit too low in this list but um let me go with 16 like i said mentioned before todd Gurley, who's probably a little higher I, I honestly will probably move him up a bit 17 chris carson 18 david johnson uh 19 melvin gordon and 20 leonard fournette Oh, Melvin Gordon, the top twenty. I know, 20. I know, but you know what? I'm, I'm, 
I'm sort of looking at that 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 Broncos offense, and I'm like, that's not a terrible offense. Yeah, so, but, but he's Philip the, Lindsay's he, still a good player. He's the better. Yeah, Philip Lindsay's the better running back. Yeah, but he, I I think Melvin Gordon always makes his his shit in those the, the pass catching, and he he was always he makes his shit in the pass catching. You know, he was I mean, always he always had like fair. he always had like seven receptions. Well, you know, before Eckler, you know, came onto the scene like strong. It was always Melvin Gordon making like receiving touchdowns and like you know because he would get like four points rushing, but like ten points receiving, even though yeah. it was like three receiving touchdowns. It was ridiculous. So I think he, I think he'll uh, I think he'll thrive okay in uh, as much as Melvin Gordon can thrive. <laughs> he'll thrive okay. <laughs> I can't give him too much credit. Yeah, he'll average three point nine yards a carry. Nah, it's generous. And get touchdowns. From everybody else. Yeah, I I just look. I'm not a fan of ranking him 19th, but I I think that that's proper from what I see. Anyway. If you say so. Apparently, I do. Apparently. Um, Apparently. All right, you want to do 21 to 20? I think when we get to 30, we could just do the last the last yeah. 10. All right. Uh, we'll 21. Five. Mark Ingram would be higher, except there's like four, four running backs. And Lamar Jackson that he has to contend with. Um, 22, Raheem Mostert. 23, David Johnson. 24, this was probably a bit of a stretch, but David Montgomery. Uh, and then 25. <laughs> uh, that's fine. 25, uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones? That's a little bit of that's a, stretch. a stretch. I, I think, think. I don't know. I've, I've seen reports coming out of training camp that him and Tom uh, Brady are really hitting it off. I love it. There it is. With so much, with so much, uh, you know, so many weapons to be able Uh to catch the ball. Defenses are going to be spread out. Their line's better. I think he's finally going to be able to crack uh, starting lineups most Tom Brady said Ronald Jones. Tom Brady said Ronald Jones is in the best shape of his life. It's perfect. This is this is great. We need more of this from John. We've been if honestly, if there's one like really sad thing that COVID took from us, How it's John being able to see people in the best shape of their life. <laughs> That's like, what, it? uh, yeah, just go on Reddit, look up all the stats, like, oh yeah, this guy, best shape of his life. Love it. John, this other looking, at, John looking at third so, string tight ends. So it's with great. your Mark Ingram, is he not the perfect RB3 slash flex? Like, Aren't you so comfortable having him in that position? I was like, oh, I'm going to get 12 points from this guy. It just I mean, if he, me. if he falls that far, yeah. It worries me with uh, the J.K. Dobbins. Like, that's the only yeah. thing. Like, Dobbins and, and uh, Lamar Jackson, it's like... They I, have their just, two young guys with that offense that they can go forward. But for him and finals. Lamar were, like, best friends last year. I know, but think of it like Lamar Jackson was Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram was Mark Ingram, right? So now you have... Lamar Jackson as Alvin Kamara, and you have J.K. Dobbins as Alvin Kamara, number two, and Mark, Mark Ingram is like... The, okay, well, let's not anoint J.K. Dobbins. No, but I'm just saying, like, right. he's, a young, he's a younger guy coming in and taking reps, you know, taking I snaps. Know. I just like the... But they always have. They always have four running backs in Baltimore. I like the chemistry between Ingram and Jackson. They, they were very close. I... I like that. That makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me go 21, Chris Carson. 
Um, almost the same as Mark Ingram. Just a good running back. Like you, you know what you're getting. If he stays healthy, he's a good running back in on a on a team that likes to run it. Twenty two. Yeah. Um, have him much higher than I feel like both of you. But Jonathan Taylor, I I really like the Colts offense. I don't think they were impressed with Mac last year. Um, and if this guy comes in and starts, then this is the rookie. Uh, this could be the rookie over Hilaire. Who knows? So 22, Jonathan Taylor. 23, Melvin Gordon, unfortunately. 24, <laughs> Singletary. Uh, and then 25, Mustard. You know, now that you mention it, um, that should have been my um, – my $74 free pick. I should have bet for the Colts what? to win the AFC South. Because I've been harping on it for so long that the Colts are going to win like the AFC it. South. And then I was, I, gift- like I was gifted $74 free dollars to bet on it, and I didn't do that. Like, what didn't, what, why, why didn't I do that? I should totally Because you're kind of in for the classic uh, Lamar Jackson step back in his third year. It's like, it's a classic thing to happen. And Philip Rivers is a regular season quarterback. Wait, wait, why are you talking about Lamar Jackson? You mean Deshaun Watson? Ah, oh, sorry. Wait, yeah, wait, we're wait, doing wait. a Deshaun Watson. AFC back. South, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. I haven't had sports in a while. I apologize. <laughs> You've been drinking a lot of Boda box wine. It's yeah. my bad. Yeah, um, I've been drinking since I got home. Um, yes, we're in for a classic. Texans step back, or maybe not. Who knows? And Philip Rivers is a regular season quarterback. And so sorry, I said the wrong. Thing. It's all good. It's all good. All right, let me roll with twenty-one through twenty-five. I got Devin Singletary number twenty-one, number twenty-two. James Conner might be a little higher. Again, sort of burned me in multiple leagues last year. Um, so I'm sort of a little gun shy, maybe right now about ranking him a little higher. He might move up. Uh, number twenty-three, Jonathan Taylor. Not as lo- not as low as you think. I yeah, do hey. love do love them Colts. I, uh, I I like I said, I think they're gonna win the AFC South this year. And um, seventy-four dollar bet. I should have used that. I should have used that bet instead of doing it on NHL, which I really don't know anything you could about. Still anymore. bet seventy-four dollars on them. I still could. I got plenty of money in the account. Um, number twenty-four, Raheem Mostert. Uh, he he begged and begged and begged, and he got himself a bigger deal. Um, I don't worry about Jarek McKinnon and his um. You know, best shape he's ever been in his life. I think this is going to be Raheem Mostert's team for most of it. What about Tevin Coleman? Uh, I, I was just going to say Tevin Coleman is good, but I think they think Raheem Mostert is more versatile than uh, than Tevin Coleman is. And 25, Mark Ingram. And like I said, I what I mentioned before, um, just worried about Jackson, Dobbins, and who knows, even sometimes maybe the yeah. Gus bus taking some care. We had a very similar 21 to 25. We did, we did. I don't, I didn't think you. I don't think you thought we were going to, but we did. I apologize for that. Just like I apologize for saying the wrong quarterback. It's all good. It it's very bad. Like, it's, like we're all just, we're all clamoring for football, but we all haven't had any in our life. So it's been tough. All right. So uh, is there anybody we want to talk about in there? Uh, Jonathan Ta- Jonathan Taylor. We kind of discussed. I'll tell you, Donovan Taylor, it it sort of sucks because I was a huge Marlon Mack fan, and 
I don't know how you guys felt about him, and I thought he looked good last year and in some bad situations with like a backup core. You know, everyone like Andrew Luck retires, and then he gets stuck with um, what's his name? That guy from the Patriots. Brissett. His name. Brissett. Yeah. Brissett. Thank you. And he still, you know, does his thing, and then you think, all right, you know, now he's gonna have Philip Rivers, maybe Ty stays healthy, and boom, they draft the running back. And now he's poop. That's the word, poop. So good anal- good analysis. You're really stuck on poop and shit tonight. I mean, I'm always... ass and shit. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I don't have the drop. And John's apps changed apparently, so he doesn't have it. Well, no, I mean it, it just looks different. Sorry, I'll say the. Uh, I, we're never gonna be able to do the the go- pour one out for the goose drop. By the way. Oh, yeah. oh man, we didn't even talk about well, geese. That sucks. That's uh, actually. Uh, think... uh. All right, I'll do it. I'm sorry. I have to do the drops with <laughs> my voice now because we're. That was, not, that was not. That was not a goose honk. Is he? Um, you think he's gonna sorry, latch on to another out. team somewhere though? No, 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 pouring out. Let's not talk about him. All right. Um, because you know he did a bad, and he did a real bad, and let's uh, not care about him, but pour one out for his drop. I mean, there are many of these players. Well, my favorite drops. There, there are a few players on this list that have done the bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have one of my top five. What I was gonna say. <laughs> oh man! As look, as it goes in sports, how good you are out, you know, depends on how good you are. Is you know how how bad your thing is. Yeah. If, if it outweighs, you don't, you're we good. don't do feelings in these rankings. If you're playing on the if you're playing on the gridiron, if you're playing between those hash marks, uh, we're gonna rank you. So that's just <laughs> what. <happens. laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Lord. Um, all right. We'll go to 26 then. 26 to 30. 26 yeah, yeah. to 30. All right. So uh, this is the beginning of my uh, kind of like cheating. What? I'm just going to yeah, yeah. group some people together. Uh, so 26 and 27 is Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> um, like It's a shame because Jonathan Taylor had so much, like so many, like three great years at Wisconsin. It was like, all right, this guy is going to be, looks like he can be a stud in a pro-style run offense that the Big Ten loves to run. And then he gets drafted to the Colts. Uh, 28, Cam Akers. And then 29-30, Carryon Johnson and DeAndre uh, Swift. Nice. All right. That, I so, mean, I like, I like it. I like the pairings. I'm very similar with you on a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, it's classic Lions to have a running back that finally can get you 100 yards and then draft a, another running back. Sure. The, I think right now, possibly the worst coach, coach team in the league. Now that Freddie Kitchens is gone. Really? You think Patricia's Well, Freddie Kitchens is on the fucking Giants. I don't want to talk about it, But he's only <laughs> a... He's only a uh, I don't even know what he does. Line Advise. coach or something Advisor. like that? Uh, he's like a line coach. Kitchens and Garrett locking it up in New York. Yeah, Garrett, offensive coordinator. That's fine. That's fine. That's a dream uh, team right there. We won't talk about it. Uh, but no, I think Patricia might be the worst coach in the league. No, Bill O'Brien. Worst GM in the league. Sure, but not coach. His team gets to the playoffs every year. Uh, all right, fine. And plus, yeah, Bill O'Brien, the GM, makes Bill O'Brien, the coach, look decent. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I have uh, Cam Akers, 26. You just want, what, the starter? I mean, the Rams looked terrible last year, but 
give me a starter, right, at 26? Yeah. Um, sure. yeah. That was my right. thought process today, yeah. 27, the only guy in this offense in the backfield, James White. I'll just throw him there for old time's sake. 28, sorry, what, sorry, you I think sorry, Matt Breida is going to win the job. Um, that's another toss-up, Matt Breida. I like the Dolphins. They don't have a good line at all, but, you know, he averages over five yards a carry for his career. Um, so he has to be a good running back, right? <laughs> so 29, Jordan uh, Montgomery. I don't, I'll never draft him again. David Montgomery? Uh, David Montgomery, sorry. I'll never draft him again after last year. He was terrible. He was an awful running back, but he's still a starter on a team. I feel bad putting him in the top 30. He was pitiful last year. And then 30 is Carryon Johnson. Um, Swift is not far behind, but I'll still do Carryon Johnson because, like John said, he had a bunch of 100-yard games last year. Who did you say for 27? I'm sorry, you broke up. James White. James White. Yes, that's not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. Um, I am uh, here. Well, uh, this is actually one you guys haven't mentioned yet. Uh, 26, Kareem Hunt. Um, 27, I agree with you, James White. Um, I actually sort of really like James White this year. In I know he's ranked 27th, but like where he's where he's going, I think he's going to be undervalued. undervalued, like really is. Um, 28, Dondre Swift, 29, Ronald Jones, and 30, Cam Akers. So, so do you both like Swift over Johnson? I do. Um, I just, there's, why would you, why would you draft Swift like so early? If not to, like, why, why else are you doing that? Like, do you not have faith in Carry On staying healthy? Do you? Is there something else we don't know? Is it just poor managed the team? Like, what's going on? I just, I, when when teams do that, it really makes me worry about the previous starting running back. I think it just might be bad management, coaching, drafting. Because there's something about a guy on a bad team who's able to get to that 100-yard mark consistently. With like a starting their star quarterback injured for half the season. Yeah, I, I just think that that's bad drafting. That's bad, Patricia. That <laughs> I mean, the hope is that maybe Carrion goes to like gets traded and gets to a better situation. You know? Yeah, that'd maybe because nice. I, I do think he's a very good running back. He is absolutely, but I just I don't. I think it's bad, a bad managed team, like you said. Not, I don't think it's the worst, but I think it's bad managed, and I think they're gonna end up hurting Carryon Johnson's value with Swift. So, do you both think my David Montgomery is way too high at twenty nine? Uh, no, not well, way too high. Sorry, no. It's not way too oh, high. Yeah, John Adams. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's just like again, starting starting a running back, like. You think that offense is going to be able to do something with how many opportunities the defense gives them? Like, mm-hmm. you would think. Like, and also Nagy and Trubisky are on their last leg, so they gotta either you know they gotta put something together to save both their jobs. Look, I could talk about David Montgomery now, or I could talk about him when when I get to him. Like, it's up to you. What do you guys want? All do? right. 
I'm just going <laughs> to say this. I think, and I kind of, I kind of um, don't know why I ranked him 29th because of what I'm about to say. I think he's Trent Richardson. I think he'll be. Out, <laughs> I I honestly think he'll be out of the league next year. I think he was the worst starting running back in football when I because I watched him a lot because I had him on a couple teams because I thought he was going to be good because of his preseason hype. Never listened to preseason hype, I guess. He might be the worst starting running back in football. All right, I but guess... I picked him because he is a starting running. All right, back. so I'll I'll talk about him now since we're talking about him. I'm not going to wait. Um, sure. Yeah, I agree. I had him on. I was on the the Montgomery hype train. He looked great. I was like, this offense is going to be halfway decent. Trubisky, a year ago, at the end of the season, looked pretty solid. He was throwing mm-hmm. the ball well. I mean, not well, well. He, you know, accurate, accurate. But he was, you know, he was fantasy quarterback nuts. He was running. He The offense was, like, looking pretty decent. So I'm like, all right, that coupled with, you know, a running back that looks fantastic. I'm this. I'm like this. This. This is gonna explode. Like this is great. And you have Tariq Cohen yeah. to be the nice compliment to Montgomery. Well, fuck that. I mean, it just was a complete shit from week one. Mm-hmm. And Nagy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to. It's like, hey, we have this running back. Let's try and run the ball with him. No, no, no. Let's let Trubisky throw fifty-five fucking times every game and. Sh- Ugh, just fucking terrible. That's why they have but Nick the Foles right But the problem was Montgomery's but, a better pass catcher than he is. A re- like, he's a very good pass-catching running back, but they never, they don't lo- use they like never threw it to him. They, they, well, they also have Terry Cohen. They only ball. ran Montgomery in situations where the defense knew they were going to fucking run the ball. It was terrible. And maybe Montgomery is a really bad running back as well. Maybe maybe that is the issue. I don't know yet because it's only been one year, and I think a really bad offense with a really bad coach Damn. and a really bad quarterback. Um, but I, I just cannot, cannot and will not draft him because it, it not only was last year really bad, it's not going to get any better in that offense. It's not. Yeah, it's a bad situation. They're gonna run he, seven tight end sets because that's all they have. He never ran it over three yards a carry. Every I would watch a lot of the games. He would ne- he would often go for negatives, and he had one or two. He had those games where he would explode because of his talent, but he ran into brick walls. He didn't know how to run between the tackle. Like he's just not set for what they were running him for. I don't know why they're such a spread offense. When they throw it, but such a run down the middle when they run it, it doesn't make sense the way that their offense is designed. And if they stay that way, then he's a then he's a useless pick. Like, did they, if they change, then he's might be good. Like, did they did they really think that he was Jordan Howard? Because he wasn't. Like, that's not who he was. And mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. So, with the same coaching and the same quarterbacking, I mean, you know, swap out maybe Trubisky for Foles. Um, the the wide receivers are garbage besides Allen Robinson, who, by the way, crazy overdrafted. Um, and the, the she had a very good late year last uh, year. I, crazy. Overdrafted. Well, yes. No, I think he's overdrafted. Too. He's going in the top of the second, and, which is insane to me. And, um, their, their tight ends are, are trash. You know, Jimmy Graham is way past his prime and all 10 of them. So yeah, the, all right, put, uh, put Montgomery on the Eagles. Uh, where do you put him? Put him on a team that isn't afraid to throw it in the flat to 
do line up in the pistol and swap like, out just swap out Todd Gurley, remove him from the Falcons and put David Montgomery on the Falcons, and you probably yeah. have a top twenty running back. Sure. Okay. All right. So we're not we don't hate him. He just can't run between the tackles. I mean, is I, what we're I hate him for what happened last year, even yeah. though it's not necessarily his fault. He can't run it up the gut. He's not that guy. Yeah. He's just not. He's not that guy, and they tried to make him that guy, and it didn't work. So I mean, it you know, it just that that's what happened. That that's fantasy football in a nutshell, though. Like you know, it's not necessarily his fault, but I hate him because of what happened last year on like three of my teams. All right, all right, uh, thirty-one to forty. All right, uh, thirty-one. James White, uh, probably uh, he's always a uh, a solid late round target for me, um, especially if uh, you have you know three running backs or a flex. Um, I just in a PP, a flex in a PPR league, he will always get you double digit points, and with with that consistency, he'll be in the top ten for at least like the first half of the year. Uh, thirty two, Philip Lindsay. Thirty three, the hated Melvin Gordon. Thirty four, Adrian Peterson. Thirty five, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Thirty six. Latavius Murray, the the vulture bitch, uh, thirty seven, <laughs> Matt Breida, thirty eight, uh, uh, a boy of ours, Duke Johnson, thirty nine, Justin Jackson as the handcuff to Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler does not get a lot of touches, like he is a cheat in the PPR leagues because he'll get you ten catches, but Justin Jackson will get a good amount of playing time. Uh, I like him as a late round target, and then forty, uh, Kareem Hunt. So low for Kareem Hunt, I feel. Well, all right. Do you want us? Should we all go through it and then just kind yeah, of talk yeah. about our? Yeah, we'll go through right. it and then. All right, thirty-one Kareem Hunt. As, as um, you just brought him up, thirty-two. I'm high on this guy. I'll talk about him after Tariq Cohen. Thirty-three right. Sony Michelle. 34, DeAndre Swift. 35, Jordan Howard. 36, Chase Edmonds. Just in case something happens. You never know. Chase Edmonds looked really good. 37, Philip Lindsay. 38, the second best handcuff in the league, Latavius Murray, but he gets it more than my favorite handcuff. 39, Adrian Peterson. And 40, because I think he's the best handcuff in the league, uh, but he doesn't get the ball a lot, Tony Pollard. Uh, if something happens to Zeke, this is James Conner from, what, two years ago? Uh, and if, if something happens to Zeke, James, Tony Pollard is going to win a year league. Interesting, interesting. Um, all right, 31, I'll go with Jordan Howard. Um, new opportunity on the Dolphins. 32, J.K. Dobbins. 33, David Montgomery. 34, Tariq Cohen. Oh, I actually did that by accident. I even noticed they put them together. Um 35, Latavius Murray, 36, Marlon Mack, 37, Tevin Coleman, 38, Matt Breida, 39, Carrion Johnson, and 40, Darrell Henderson Jr. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a lot of these people were in my um, almost made it list. Oh, that almost made okay. it too. <laughs> Good thing we got uh, Vinyl Force. Uh, but keep going. <laughs> the brand Sorry, new house. Clean this up. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, Tevin Coleman and um, Daryl Henderson were on my just uh, just missed it list. There was so many. It's it was like 
I don't know if other people have these issues, but like when you get down to what? like the thirty-five to forty to four, you know, like that range when you really like we block it off at forty. We could we obviously could have went to like fifty if we wanted to, but when you get to this range, it's it's like it's really tough. Like yeah. Madison from the Vikings, who I think might be the best handcuff, or, like, you know, you know. Uh, I put a third best handcuff. <laughs> See, there you go, bro. Pollard, another you know solid handcuff. It, I mean, there, there are so many out there that to leave off. It, it was it was definitely difficult. What um, who was the guy before Tony Pollard on the Cowboys? That was a solid handcuff. Oh, what um, was his name? The... I know exactly who you're talking about. Aaron uh, McFadden? No. Um, wow, McFadden. Rod Smith. Rod Smith. Oh, yeah, Smith. Whatever happened to Smith? I think Tony Pollard replaced him. Yeah, he did. I mean, obviously. Uh, but, like, yeah. That Cowboys offense is a plug and play. So, yeah, if, if you have Zeke, you definitely need to get Pollard. Um, but at this, yeah, at this low of a thing, you're just kind of throwing darts and hopefully, and like I said, there's so many split backfields that your guy comes out on top. Or doesn't get hurt. It's 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 definitely a year where you knew you do need that insurance because of this unknown. You know, with with COVID and whatnot. You know, not only do you now have to worry for injury, you don't have to worry. You have to worry about a guy being out for two games. Like that's big. So. Someone like a Latavius Murray or a Pollard or a Madison or a you know, uh, they're 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 really really necessary. I think this year more so than in years past. So that that is um, it's definitely the year of the handcuff. It it really is yeah. the year of the handcuff. Not I think well I think Latavius Murray just because he's a poaching vulture bastard. It, you can pick him anyways, even if you don't get Kamara. This is very rough. He's a good um, running back, talk man. About he looks really. I mean, he is a good. I know you back. don't watch a lot of Saints games, but he you, looked okay. really good. He looked really good. No, no, I was good. gonna say like he like he's a good running back, but like even if Kamara is fully healthy, you can still play him in the hope that he gets a couple one yard touchdowns because he did that a bunch of bunch of times last year. I mean, look. I he would still not. had he had amazing games when Kamara didn't play. Yeah, and if yeah. if Kamara is playing, look, I'm not playing Latavius Murray. I'm sorry. You you might want to do that, but there's no way I'm playing Latavius if Kamara is playing. But when Kamara is not playing, hell yeah, Murray is like a top like ten running back. Like that's that's he's good, and they use him, and he just, just use him well. Um, he was he did hey he did a good job last year. Absolutely, I do have one. Um, I, I, I do have a question. So sure. none of us ranked him in the top forty. I thought about putting him number forty. I didn't yeah. do it. But what does anyone feel about Lashawn McCoy being signed by the Buccaneers? Um, what do I feel? Like we I all mean, talked he about might get Lash- like like three hundred fifty yards. You don't think that there's a possibility that you know one year rejuvenation from McCoy to play with Brady? Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, like do we do a we... little McCoy vaginal rejuvenation? A little bit. Like, uh, he I might mean, be on a lot of I my teams. I'm, maybe as like 
the last pick, my last round pick, but like, I mean, my last round pick was a kicker, he, so he's like, he's gonna be the first guy I drop for waiver wire on the in the first couple weeks. But the like, last round joke pick. But don't we feel like there is a possibility there on if there's any team that could have made LaShawn McCoy relevant? It was the Buccaneers with Brady, right? Eh. Sure. I mean, if you're going to do that scenario, then I guess I have to say yes. If you're going to keep harping on it, I guess, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I just think that is an interesting signing. Like, why else sign him? Why sign him? There's no reason to sign him unless you have a a thought that maybe he could be LaShawn McCoy. They signed him because they don't have ago. any other proven running backs. So they yeah, figure, COVID see, is the, year of the, the handcuff. Yeah, let's see how he works out in camp. If he's got anything left, if not, we can just cut him. I mean, look, John, we can't get the, we can't get the, the he's in the best shape of his life. We can't get that. We don't have it. We don't know. But I just, this is the best situation. And it just, it was intriguing when I saw it happen. Right. Like if, if he well, was, if he was signed by, I don't know, the fucking Rams. I would have been like, whatever. I don't give a shit. But for some reason, this this intrigues me with McCoy. I I just it right. really does. So draft him on all your teams and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be as bad as Montgomery because I drafted him way too high. Um, yeah. But still. Well, I mean, also one thing. At least Shady and Brady will be together. Shady Brady, I like it. Yeah. I like he likes it. it. I like it. But yeah, any any other? Um, I see Brian still cleaning. What do you? Wait, you really? How much did you drop? Like a full glass of wine. Oh man! Did you break the glass? No, because it was in a um. A sippy cup. <laughs> yeah, sippy cup. No, it was in a. Uh, why can't I think of it? Um. A koozie. No. What's well, this word? They have to show us so it, we could. Like a like a mug, uh, a mason uh, jar, mason, mason, a mason, mason jar. Yeah, it was in a mason jar. So mason jars don't break; they're glass. I mason jars are the strongest of all jars. I mean, apparently, yes. they're very. Can, watch Can you not talk? I'm podcasting. Right <laughs> God damn it, D. God damn bitch. That's oh, Michelle. Ah, oh, goddamn Michelle, bitch. Um. Yeah, the mason jar didn't break. Uh, the one I want to talk about was Tariq Cohen because I feel like he's going to have. A uh, mix of his first year and his second year, and it's going to be right in the middle. All right. Well, all right. Here's here here. Let's let's throw this out there. Who do we think is going to be starting for the Bears? Uh, Balls. I think it'll be. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. Oh wait, quarterback wise, yeah. or running back wise? No, quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Wise. Um, I think they'll give Trubisky like two weeks. Really? See, I, I'm under the impression that they're going to be like, "Fuck you, Trubisky. We got Foles. We're going to use him until he gets hurt." So, so like one week. So as long as Foles, I think, is the quarterback, I think that makes Cohen more valuable. I, I, okay. I mean, three Cohens, I a really good running back. Uh, well, pass catching running back. He's not like a, yeah. you know, he's like an Eckler, Eckler light. Um, but if Foles is the is the starter, I, I think. Cohen could be a like a RB three, and I have him pretty low at thirty four. 
So, but I still think he could be an RB RB three. I agree. I think he's a very good flex right now for this year. I do. I do like Cohen, and I. I was. You know, I mean. I was low on him last year because I really thought Montgomery was gonna really step in and do bulk work, but you know that obviously didn't work out. So, um, any other thoughts on our thing? I mean, I mean in, in PPR, the last two years he's had seventy nine and seventy one receptions. That's pretty nice. He was shit at running last year, but. But seventy some reception is not bad. It's only- and his his touchdowns were way down last year compared to two years ago. Yeah. So if he finds some middle ground between the astronomical amount of touchdowns he had two years ago and the shitty amount of touchdowns he had last year, then he's a top twenty five running back easy. Well yeah, I mean well look, two years ago the Bears, you know, and Trubisky, they would throw in like crazy, but actually connecting and doing it properly. And last year it just didn't work out for them so like I said if you can find middle ground with Foles yeah maybe a top 25 running back for sure alright put him up yeah I, I would feel good with him much better with him as my like last round just like whatever pick than LaShawn McCoy now I know you threw him out here um, really late well he's not going last round no way Tariq Cohen you think yeah. no no Whatever, late late round, whatever. Pick. No, I I think with the with with the way running backs are, I think he actually might go a little bit higher. Um, I think people are gonna stretch and reach for someone like Cohen just to get those PPR points. Um, and speaking of the PPR, um, yes, you mentioned Duke Johnson in in your top forty. Do you think yeah. having uh, David Johnson? Will might nullify Duke Johnson's role in that offense. I think it's going to confuse defenses because they're both going to have D Johnson on their on the back of their jerseys. Do you think it's going to confuse? Do you think it's going to confuse Bill O'Brien? No, actually, it's going to confuse their own offense. Yeah. So as any, I really think they should both have D Johnson on the back of their jerseys. It might lead to him getting in the game more because it confuses the coach. Or will Bill O'Brien get so confused they just decide to? release one of them because he doesn't want to have that headache. I mean, it's also very possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, trade, trade one of them for like a placeholder and also <laughs> give the team a third round pick. He'll trade David Johnson back to the Cardinals for mm-hmm. a seventh round pick. Sure. There you go. That that sounds like... He get, no, he gives a seventh round pick. So he gives, he gives David Johnson and a seventh round pick for nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, no, I mean, I don't, know, I don't think like Unless David Johnson's, like, I don't see him going back to what he was with the Cardinals at his height. So, like, I think they'll split it up and I go mean, with his, the, yeah, the hot hands. was being a very good pass-catching running back. You know, like, that was his deal. And also being a good, run, you know, runner. Whereas Duke Johnson was only really known for his pass-catching abilities. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I mean it's not like Duke Johnson had a huge share of the offense last year where it's going to get a massive reduction this year. I'm just saying, like, Carlos Hyde doesn't have the pass-catching ability that David Johnson has. So I feel, I just, I'm just worried that someone like a like Duke is just going to be... I love Duke Johnson, but I feel like he's just going to be cast aside. All right, let's stop talking about Duke Johnson. I like Duke Johnson. He's one of my favorite yeah, boys. Kind of an afterthought, though. Fine. 
fine. Do you have anyone that you want to talk about before we go? No, nah, I guess not really. Exactly. John? No, I'm good. Wrap it up. All right. So next week, we're getting close. We're really getting close, guys. Really excited. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do a, a dual episode of wide receivers and tight ends because we are a little behind schedule, and we want to make sure we get it out there before people really start drafting, which I'm going to assume is next weekend. You know, we're not really worrying about preseason anymore since there are no preseason games, so no one's really going to be getting hurt unless it's in training camp, which is, I guess, less likely than during a preseason game. So I guess, you know, drafts are starting off next week. So, like I said, wide receivers, tight ends next week. Um, you can find us at Fantasy underscore Lens on Twitter. We are Fantasy Lens Podcast on Gmail. We are available on iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Anywhere you look for, just type in Fantasy Lens. You'll find us, and we will see you next week. Peace.